Good morning or afternoon. First of all, thank you for all of your help, everyone here and those who are not here have been helping us for a long time and recently and uh, wish to continue to ask you for your support. As I've said before, this organization generates no money and what we do is not a product. What is it? What is it? Why would you even come here? Why are you supporting this? It's not so much a why question, but it's a, what is the intention to do this? Look deeply into that. Train your mind to see clearly and continue to help us. And thank you and thank you and thank you. Talk title is Substitute Blame. Substitute Blame or Substitute Looking, something happens, albeit soft and consoling or uh, irritating and painful and gnarly coming in into the mainstream from who knows where. That's a rhetorical question, of course. The whereness of it, where, that's the misunderstanding. That is a key. If you can look at your own mainstream and notice the way when something happens, you immediately abandon that for what caused or who did it. So it's substitute. You're try, you will settle the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the narcissistic mind will settle for anything. It reifies, reifies that part of the consciousness that has shrunk down into a, something about the size of a coconut in your mind stream that thinks I'm somebody and I'm going somewhere or I'm somebody and I'm failing. Failure is just as big a credential as success. It's not very comfortable, but it still reinforces the ego reinforces it. Right and wrong are extra. If you're looking at anything, anything, and evaluating that and coming to a conclusion, I'm talking about the spiritual path, not the mundane path of how to build a sawhorse so that you can build other sawhorses. I'm not talking about that. That, of course, is very relative, and we need to relate to that. We're not abandoning that for some kind of ideal god realm on top of a mountain where we're all holy beings holding, what is that mudra, this one here? Nothing wrong with that. Do that if that helps you. So we leave, something happens, painful. I'm going to use the painful one because that's the most difficult. And we look for causation. We actually use a little snippet, a little bite, a little nibble on Pratitya Samutpada, personalize it so that we have some feeling of control over up and down, back and forth, right and wrong, success and failure. So we, so we can say, well, well, if it weren't for him or them, or they're, they're doing it all over politics. It's just a mess out there, uh, parading, uh, parading as success. No, I think that rhymes. Mess, success, success, mess. Just like the 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 pie pie shape thing. I was looking, <laughs> we were looking at uh, on uh, Ali Velchi's news program on the weekends, and and showing uh, the people's what is the most important. You know what was missing. I mean, obviously, the spiritual path is going to be missing. That, that doesn't even get, it's not even a pie, part of a pie. But what's missing there is the, the most important thing is climate change. And so what they're, one of the highest ones on there was, uh, was uh, inflation. I mean, that's, this is, again, uh, what's the old example we've probably all heard, probably all heard, uh, arranging uh, deck chairs on the, on the Titanic. You know, like, oh, we need to get these just right. You know, we need to get inflation covered while 
the world is coming apart and it won't be long. I'm not threatening you. I'm not saying this. I'm saying people who are scientists who look at just the basis, the very basis of, of uh, cause and effect, the, the, the way we get our belief in cause and effect is through what? Science, which is also a big misunderstanding because it depends on otherness. It depends on right and wrong. You don't have to do that. You aren't even a being. And if you are a being, then you're a spiritual being. This is temporary. Even 70 years is temporary. It will not last. Impermanence. Impermanence, dissatisfaction or suffering, and no self. Those are the three marks of existence. The fourth one we won't even go into. Does it seem like I'm a little irritated? I'm not irritated. I'm totally enjoying myself. This is a splendid gathering of holy people. Holiness, as I see it, or sacredness, as I see it, is ordinary. It's, it's eggs over easy that break. They're over easy, over easy that works, and then they break. That's the nature of samsara. It doesn't work. Works up to a point. You have a frying pan, you have eggs. You have a, what do they call those? Spatulas? Something, some kind of an Italian word. Spatula, right? Don't correct me. Okay, correct me. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Spatula. <laughs> <laughs> so what am I trying to point to here? I'm saying you, every one of you, you can take this to heart from this old man. You need to see this. If cause and effect shows up in, in your situation, Pratita Samapada shows up in the form of looking for right as opposed to wrong, if you're judging anything, even if it's relatively correct, of course it's, you're going to have relative correctness. The whole world is running on that. Or relative, the other direction of relative wrongness. We're going to be the evil ones. We'll take over the world and control everything. We'll bomb people. We'll threaten them with, the, with the atomic uh, Warfare, and that way they'll back up and tuck their tail and run. So we look for blame. Something happens in our mind stream, and we, we just can't resist it. I do it. That's how I know about this. That's how I know. I, I, watch it in my, I watched it in myself last night. So all you have to do is observe this. If you observe this long enough, eventually that which observes starts to get reabsorbed. This is just a relative way of talking about it into the consciousness, consciousness only. Pratitya Samuppada gets absorbed or reaffirmed or reified or doubled over or resurrected. Or you could go on and on with all kinds of relative terms about it. But it's consciousness only. Vijnapti Matra, Vinyapti Matra. It's not a conclusion. If there's a conclusion, then we're right back to relative truth. This, 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 and this is the conclusion. This is why the spiritual path is so difficult to talk about conceptually. There's only been a few things that I've seen, not that there are more, where it's actually talked about conceptually in such a way that it doesn't tie you up in knots and trying to get you to believe something. You have to say uh, some kind of mantra, or you have to be a Tibetan Buddhist, or you have to be a, you don't have to be anything. You don't even have to be, you don't have to be a monk, you don't have to be ordained, you don't have to even talk to me. 
You can leave here and never come back. But what you need to do, if I may say so, is find out who you are. So no doubts. Don't get your don't get your identity from anybody, me or anyone else. You may need my help. You may not. If you need my help, you won't be able to stay away from me. It's not because I'm magnetizing you, at least not deliberately. Find out who you are. Don't get it from anyone. You can find this yourself. The Buddha did this. We're not saying that he was uh, not didn't wasn't raised by a, uh, in a situation where there was lots of spiritual practice. Brahmins, and that whole situation was uh, different than Buddhism, but not completely. Not completely. Tantric Buddhism, they're trying to do what they're trying to do. Right and wrong is actually don't go there. You can't even go to theism, non-theism. Even that does not work because I can't even come up with a because. I'm just saying you can't take a position on anything. If you do, you, you'll go down with that position. You've just built yourself a raft, which will keep you uh, elevated into some kind of physical situation that seems believable in the same way a nightmare seems believable, a daydream seems believable. Your suffering, your pain, your angst, your anxiety seems believe it seems real. Physical pain in your shoulder seems real. And it is real, relatively, but ultimately unreal. Has no substantiality at all. You you impute that. Well believe me, as I say over and over, because I not that I think you will. If you're here You've been coming here for years, probably aren't going to believe me, but you probably listen a little bit. Don't conclude. As soon as you start to conclude anything, you've just covered up your wisdom mind. Anytime you conclude anything, you've just bought into the, the propaganda of separation that the ego is promoting all the time to get you to blame her and credit him or vice versa, or credit this, blame that, or blame this and credit that. Don't do it. I can help you here. I'll say it in a couple of words. I could actually end the talk now by saying, just return to the Four Noble Truths. What did the Buddha say? Life is suffering. He's basically saying we have nerve endings everywhere. And they're being, maybe they're being titillated, but most likely they're being abraded by something. If only the, the difficulty of getting from here to the parking lot because of your body situation, your arthritis. I remember when I was probably seven or eight years old, jumping out of bed one morning. And when you're seven or eight, you usually do jump out of bed. You jump into bed, you jump out of bed, you jump in the shower, you jump, you jump, you jump. Jumped out of bed and I had a, my Achilles tendon was a, a sore, so I couldn't, I couldn't walk. This was like, what caused this? So I'm right away looking for, so I went to ask the only authority I knew of, which was my mother. And I said, I my, can't walk my, I didn't know it was called Achilles tendon. I said, my heel hurts and I can't walk. It won't bend. And she says, oh, that's just growing pains. That'll go away. Ah, now I know, growing pains. I've used it ever since. <laughs> Everything is growing pains. So, and there's something to that. But we tend to, Something arises in the mind, and if there's something close by, we'll blame it because that 
I don't know if it's uh, measurable particularly, but it somewhat reduces the stress because at least we have a reference. At least, well, at least we know the ego feeds on it. At least we know who's done, who's doing it. At least we know what the cause is. We might not be able to reduce it. It might not reduce in, in terms of well, suffering so much, but at least we know. At least, at least, at least. You can drop that phrase. As Banke, uh, the, uh, the book that I've given to many people to read and uh, have thoroughly enjoyed reading myself years ago. So, and Unyo just recently took that amongst other books. Excuse me, into retreat. And uh, what is what's Banke's basic uh, advice? Just dwell in the unborn. Yeah. Dwell in the unborn. Stay in your unborn Buddha mind. I would say it a little bit differently. I would say just be aware when you leave it. Be aware when you choose. When you choose. Pretty good translation. He left off the word picking because, you know, that's like, who needs that word? It's the choosing part. That's the, there's a couple of things and we choose one of them. Let it choose itself. It's so damned important it needs to be chosen. Make it so that you you come to me and say, I can't stand it anymore here here anymore. I have to leave this monastery. Here's my robes. What would I do? Thank you. Have a good life. I would not fight with you at all. I mean that. I mean that. I'm not trying to get a cult going here. I don't care what you do, fundamentally. Let's put it this way. I care what you do relatively, but I don't care what you do fundamentally because that's all taken care of, has been since beginning of time. Not separate from the Buddha or you wouldn't be here. Kevin, stop slouching. <laughs> Was that a Boy Scout salute? Three fingers. <laughs> A wax. It was a whack. <laughs> Women's Army Corps. And then there's the waves. And I won't go into the Marine name for for women uh, Marines. That's distasteful. So let me have some questions, please. Kevin Bowing. Go ahead, Kevin. When we see that we have an agenda in a particular area and we're not allowing that situation to choose itself is there an adjustment to be made bowing very good question and i think uh i think that the way i would respond to that the way i am responding to that is just just look at the situation rather than try to adjust if you try to adjust a very sneaky form of of improving so just just have a willingness to let it flop around for a while it's called patience. Just watch it go like that. Very irritating to the ego to feel not out of control, even though the ego is thinking, oh, I really do know what to do, but I've been told don't meddle with it. So I'm just going to hang out here and, and be irritated by this instead of doing what I know would really help be helpful or work. So it's about being aware of that rather than pushing it down, concluding it, uh, some kind of deliberate um, renunciation. Not possible. Renunciation is without deliberation. 
Jay then. Hey, it went away. Was there another one over here? Over and over and over again, it looks like outer event, inner response. Over. It does. Well said. And so something feels kind of fishy about that. And what I'm thinking about is you've talked in the past about co-arising. I'm wondering what what is what is my misunderstanding between this constant pattern of outer event, inner response? There there you don't have to do anything with that. Confusion and clarity are co-arising. Is that what you're asking about? I guess where is the confusion and where is the clarity? In Same the place. Good question. There's, there, there, there's nothing else. It's right in the confusion. That's why you have to, as Trungpa Rinpoche said once, 40, 50 years ago, march directly into disappointment. When you, when you start to feel disappointment, just stay there. And when you stay there, don't maintain it. I'm not talking about grabbing onto something, but just allow yourself to be disappointed. Allow that this the, the very nature of transcending the self-centeredness is to to actually be is to actually allow the consciousness to be in the self-centeredness without changing. No agenda about improving, getting better. Uh, other other areas in uh, in our life as living beings is we're going to have to go to the doctor. We need to take medication. We need to. We need to. We need to. Some people can't do this kind of uh, practice because this is a, uh, to, for lack of a better word, it's very advanced. How do you know it's advanced? It's completely beginner's mind. You get nowhere. You you don't. You actually see where you're at. What the, you see what this is. Whereas other people are so they're so entangled that they need. Um, they need a therapist like uh, Ondo or Kelly or Senchu or other, uh, 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 Robert's also a therapist. Uh, they need to be worked with in a very relative way to just to get them some kind of relief. And sometimes that's, may live their whole life and that's all they really needed. They needed somebody to come and kick their butt a little bit to get them to, to stop making things worse for themselves so they could actually, you can even say, enjoy the good karma they do have. They were, they were born, you know, in, a, in, in this world, which is so far as of the last few days is still not an oligarchy. So some people have to do that. And I would say that the people who are therapists, it would be very good if they would train their minds so they don't go in and make things worse with the idea of improving people. Don't fix anybody. It's none of your business. But it may be some of your business to actually listen to them, what they're saying, how they're doing. Include, include, include. Did you? A uh, question from Adriana. Can you please say more about renunciation being without deliberation, please? It, it just becomes so clear that you, you realize what you have to stop clinging to or shoving away or ignoring. And, and it just comes out of the awareness. It doesn't come out of a... Um, it doesn't come come out of any particular intention other than the one to see the truth. The original intention, if you're, if you're that's why we have something like the three jewels, the teacher, the teaching, and the community. Pretty simple structure. So you would use that, and you would practice within that. But once you're practicing, once you're observing the wall, you don't add any extra condiments to it. You don't. You just it's just a straight situation that you see. There's a teaching person. There's what he, she, or they are teaching. 
right on back 2,500 years ago and including what's what was said yesterday? A community, a, com a group of people who are, you know, if we all, if we all talked about our ideas, our opinions, and we would all disagree. We wouldn't, you wouldn't find anybody to particularly agree with you. That's the nature of the Sangha. It's a lot of, of a, lot, a lot of people who are going in lots of different directions who see some singularity that we call that, that resonates with them. Sometimes just called, we just have a connection. You have a connection with this teacher. And you know what, maybe 50 people, maybe 100 people, don't we get too high up there, have a connection with what this old man is saying. And as I've said many times, as a, as a way of giving you an idea of what I'm dealing with, I, I'm talking about what I'm looking at, not what I've been reading about. I've been reading for ever since I became a person. I still read some very selectively. So now in the talk title, I believe it said substitute blame. What's the substitute you're talking about? Bowing? So we, instead of realizing the fundamental nature, excuse me, of what, of what this is and realize there's no praise, no blame, we substitute what shows up as a desire for that for picking, we pick something. It could be just the person that just said something to us that triggered our own unexamined consciousness, our own alia, or our own, our own unconscious, use whatever word you want, there's areas of consciousness that that seem to have a, a separation and it looks like some kind of a storage area. Like if I ask you, what was your 10th birthday like? Did you have a birthday party? 11th, 11th birthday? I think so. Wait, what was, what one do you remember? 18. What was that like? No one came. No one came. That's pretty memorable. Now, how do you feel about that now? Sad. How do you feel then? Disappointed? It was understandable. There was a funeral that day. Okay, the funeral got in the way of your birthday. Where was that story? Where's that memory at? Do you see any cars in there? Do you see any people? Memory? Okay, where is that kept? Is there a, is there a space? There is no there is no location for that because it's consciousness only. That's why this is such an astonishing understanding of consciousness. If you happen to stumble onto it just by holding still and watching what stumbles, can't say it more clearly than that without lying to you. Other questions. Yes, sir. So is it, are you saying that the blame is the substitute? I don't like that question. You have a question? Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. No, go ahead. You, uh, you said clarity and confusion were right there together? Yes. Um, Wait a minute. What was that question again? Bowing. Is the blame the substitute? Yes. No, go ahead. You, Bowing. In, See how in, easily I get bored. <laughs> in the pattern of outside event, inside response, you said clarity and confusion are right there together. Yes. And how is it that we or or I keep um, trying to peel that apart 
What's your question? I'm I'm following how, you. How do we how do we so successfully keep peeling that apart, the confusion and how do you so successfully doing together? that? How, how are you successful at peeling it apart? <clears throat> I'm waiting. Why do we keep peeling that apart? Why do we keep pulling those things apart? You see them arising together, but to me, it's because we're so addicted to a self that that is somebody separate that can either accomplish something, win, not accomplish something, lose. We're addicted to the polarity that rises in the mind stream, good and bad, up and down, back and forth. People are if you start hearing something that is off a little bit or doesn't go from from anybody, uh, you may not say anything to them, but you'll immediately start judging and evaluating them based on your own um, conclusions about and they could be relatively could be pretty accurate. We're not talking about the accuracy of somebody's analysis, of course. We, we, we would go along with that to some extent. But when we're using that as with some kind of anger behind it or irritation or frustration. So that's, is that what you're doing all the time? Wasn't that one time where you didn't do that? I don't remember it. You don't remember it? I don't remember it. <laughs> that's because it's remember, not member. Member is something you do at the lodge hall. You become a member. Yes. I can't um, help that the, the judgments and the opinions no, arise and the memories and all these things. You don't need to. You know, just you, it's uh, bring you back to what I say over and over again. It's about the awareness of it, and sometimes that awareness can be excruciating. I mean, what arises in that? Just the temptation is just to want to push it down. Aggression or passion, blame. Well, if my mother hadn't, or if my father hadn't, or if I'd gotten this or gotten that, this hadn't happened to me. So it's it's uh, leaving, abandoning that which arises in consciousness for a substitute. In other words, instead of feeling, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking, whatever is arising, without a second, without any opinion. And at the same time, if another opinion comes up, then that gets, that's welcome. If another judgment comes up, it's, it's, a, it's allowed to come up. It has its own space. It has its own credential. It has its own ticket to ride, as I sometimes say. It has, it's, if it shows up, it's supposed to be there. Very easy to take that and back into some kind of, well, that's like saying then, then everybody who gets murdered, uh, everybody who, you know, ego will do anything it can do to keep hold on to the territory that it isn't even its own. It's a claim. It's a thief. Ego's a thief. It's stealing your wisdom mind, you could say. Or, Oftentimes, instead of substitute blame, I've, I've jumped to substitute understanding. And so how can I, how can I go into no understanding? Oh, just you're, you're all right. You're, you are already doing that. If you're, if you're able to ask that kind of a question to say that you're, you're going into a kind of an alternative understanding, it's not really very clear, but it's going to do because it kind of, yeah, this will do that. So that way that allows the ego mind to that part of the consciousness that feels like somebody the person who's suffering, the person who's succeeding, that person it allows that to relax a little bit, but it's temporary. It's just a temporary form of ignoring highly stylized and, and it's mixed with the other two poisons. 
passion, grasping, aggression, pushing it in. It may not look like aggression. You're having, well, one thing you say about blame is no blame, no blame, no blame. And I uh, I guess so I was just wondering if there's something similar to understanding. So what shows up uh, is, you know, that you could say that this sound is caused by this hand. So we can see the cause and effect is so obvious and it's everywhere. This is causing that. This is causing that. So it's, so we are seduced by belief in a body that we are, we are this person and all these things around us that are so obviously concrete representations of cause and effect and cause and effect. Light a match, put it, put it on your curtains in your house. You only do this once and the whole house will burn down. So cause and effect. So that's everywhere. It's, it's just everywhere and it's convincing. So that's why in order to begin to see through that, the, what are called veils, the belief, the belief in, in this, we just believe this, that we are this, we believe it. And it's very convincing. And to some extant, and I, I saying that that's uh, to be considered to some extent, we are this, but also by locking down on, we are this, we are this life. We are this emotion. We are this feeling. We are these thoughts. We miss, uh, the totality that there isn't anything that you're not separate that, that you aren't the same as or um, hard to find a word for it because it, it it's so extensive consciousness only everything is consciousness this that your thoughts my thoughts and if you begin to realize that you're the whole self-centeredness that used to show up in this body mind complex anywhere it just starts to come apart and when that's coming apart, there can be a lot of fear. You can have body pain. Uh, you can have psychological things that'll, that'll uh, almost like a dragon inside your mind just roar, rears its head and is not about to go with this. It's not going to go with this. It's almost like you're saying, I'm, I'll die first before I'll look at this. It's just, so it's about viewing, looking at, seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking, feeling the polarity without accepting it, without rejecting it, and without shutting down. And that's the practice. That's the awareness practice that begins on the cushion facing a wall. Eventually, you may sit, you may not. You may do sitting meditation, you may not. But the boundary between sitting meditation and your everyday life comes apart because there's no, you're not operating out of hope and fear any anymore. You're not hoping for something. I'm not hoping for a successful Dharma talk or, or fearing a terrible Dharma talk. What it feels like they're all terrible. I can't really point to what I'm looking at. I'm always missing this. I look in your eyes and see, I see that you think about it. You're looking at it. You need to look this direction some, but then you also need to take what you see here, your projection of it, or what you actually see here as this. You may see it here. You may not. You may need to go to the wall. You may not need this at all. That's up to you. I have no propaganda. I have nothing to sell other than you might want to train your mind. That's like a, you might want to, you might want to do that rather than become a Buddhist. That's up to you. More. Yokobine, when that uh, substitute understanding collapses, what's left? What do you think? 
person playing? Hmm. Playing. If there's a total collapse, and the collapse is 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 not something collapsing, other than your grip on something, and that starts to collapse. As Coben said in translating the hearts of falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. He was talking about his consciousness. He was talking out of what he was looking at. He was talking out of he's not reading the heart sutra and retranslating that. He's he's looking at what the heart sutra mantra says, and then he's looking at do I see am I seeing that? Yeah, I'm seeing that, but I would say falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. Nothing to do. Everything all at once. Uh, cut through the doer. Uh, cut through the construction, and at the end, uh, cut through time and space. Everything all at once. Even that's extra. There's no once. So, simple response would be in line with this teaching is Buddha awakened. There isn't anything but the Buddha. Just a way of talking about the universality of everything. That everything is nothing is separate from anything else. Even though my hand is over here, your hands are over there. Everything else is separated extensively. I often say, I'll say today, go outside at, at uh, midnight, look at the ground, take a flashlight, look at the ground, and then look up. Or you don't need the flashlight. You can't see the end of that. You, you can see, and when this looking down here, you can't see the end of this, and you can see the end of that, you're, you're awake. You're no longer separating anything. It's not a conclusion. If you smell horseradish, is that a conclusion? You have to think about that? No. Smell it. You taste it, it'd be even less of a conclusion. Are you the first person I've given the horseradish teaching to? I'm not sure. That's the response. Nor am I. Didn't you? Another question from Adriana. Adriana. Is expressing negative thoughts part of renunciation? I was thinking of expressing authentically when I have a negative reaction or critical perspective. Should I renounce the need to be positive without deliberation? I, I, I'll, give, I'll give a response to you a lot simpler than that. Don't talk. Shut, zip it. Shut up. Don't talk unless you have to. Don't talk. Don't don't justify. And I'm. This is specifically to you because I do know you a little bit. If someone else I didn't know at all might ask this, I would say I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. You may have to. Look. But with you, so lucky you. I'm saying shut up. Your your particular intelligence, not a compliment. Your intelligence is very, very powerful, and it will abscond with your consciousness and use it for some kind of a success or failure, or who knows what happened. Don't do that. Keep quiet. You can nod your head to someone. See what you're saying. You can pacify a little bit there, but don't, don't buy into the, the mind saying right and wrong. I know right. I see people do this all the time, but they're not giving me permission to say anything. You're giving me permission. I'm telling you, zip it. Other people right here and right here are doing this, but I don't get permission from them. And that doesn't mean that, that, that they aren't saying, yes, yes, be my teacher. Yes, help me, please. You know, point out my difficulties, but you're asking me very succinctly. 
to use the, the word often used in the kitchen. Well, we've all had a sick sink, haven't we? And you get called a plumber. Would you dare laugh at that? That's not funny. They call Shodo. <laughs> call Shodo. <laughs> He's a plumber. By the way, did you measure the aviary? What did you come up with? Uh, 16 number in the meeting. Wondo and I had measured that already. I haven't done it again. You know, the square footage is of the aviary soon to be the Buddha Hall. About 1622 is the magic number. 16? 1622. That's bigger than a small house. Does that work? Bigger than a small? That's our new Buddha Hall. Help us with that, please. This is this will actually allow us because we can't invite the public in here legally. We do because we cheat, but we can't because we don't have overhead water, fire suppression and all kinds of things like that. So but over there, because of the structure of the whole thing, we'll be able to have room for I don't know how many, several hundred people. Yeah. Yeah, So we can actually invite a town in more in that area for any event for meditation events or other get togethers. Further questions or any questions on uh, Zoom? Yu Hongbaoying, you just said that um, during the just regular life, there there's no fear. Um, what, does, what does no fear look like? Could you say some examples, Baoying? It's difficult to give examples because it, it, there's so many variables going on. But I could say that the fearlessness is which way it doesn't mean that fear is gone. It means that there's no singular person who's afraid, but the causes and conditions are still rampant and they're pushing on this and pulling that. So you may be flooded with all kinds of consternation or difficulty, especially if you're around people who are spinning around and trying to throw their suffering off on you by blaming you. So you may have to. You may have to suck some of that in. You may have to be that situation. <coughs> Parents, especially mothers, often do this. They, they, they draw in, but it's not a spiritual path. They're just drawing in the suffering of their children because they, they need to. But what I'm, what I'm speaking of there is suffering without a sufferer. It's like th- thinking without thoughts. Thoughts come and go. If there's no one that is taking uh, as a, grasping at those thoughts as a thinker, then the ego mind cannot get a foothold there. So therefore, you are in an open dimension, sometimes called reality. And how that occurred, I think it's different for each person because of all the variabilities in the karma that brought you into this kind of a situation in the first place, or in the second place. So I would say it's uh, the fear is still there. So there's still some trepidation or fear or suffering happening in that area, but there's no person there. And by not having any person there that 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 causes and conditions that arise in your mind stream as fear can't get a foothold or can't can't find anything. There, there are no um, there are no concepts or ideas or structures, just like climbing a, one of these fake walls that has a uh, made for people who practice, practice scaling walls, they have little handles on it, kind of an odd thing, but there, there you go. 
Uh, it's kind of like that. You can't find anything to to keep that fear going, so it just tends to die out. But it but it but it will not uh, necessarily come in blaming someone. You will be responsible. You will be able to respond to the fear as a living uh, form uh, organism uh, who is no longer attached or absconding with or taking credit for or property ownership of the consciousness as a self. Another way of saying it, you're free, you're liberated. And you won't have a credential. You won't be able to even say to someone, I'm free, because that's, that's only, uh, that only works if, uh, if someone's still in prison. And if you see this, you see it and no one's in prison. No one's in prison anywhere. Everyone is not separate from the Buddha. And you see it. You actually see it. And how can you say, you're the Buddha? Well, Banke just, just decided back in the 16th century to start doing this. Just stay in your own, own unborn Buddha nature. Stay in your Buddha mind. Stay there. The unborn, unborn, unborn. That means it hasn't come into existence. Stay there. Instead of come into this situation and fight with trying to struggle to be a success or keep from being a failure in this human realm. This is a realm. This is not reality. That you, you're not separate from reality, but you have to realize it. That doesn't mean your body will go up in smoke or you'll disappear. Yu Hong Baoying, I have a follow-up question. So... What's that? Go ahead, Yu Hong, I'm listening. Okay. So if the fearlessness still has a grasping of identity, especially shown up as pride, yeah, so yeah. that's not the case you mentioned, right, Baoying? No, no. What happens is you actually see the pride. You're actually willing, you could say it this way, to be responsible for the pride. You're, you don't have to get rid of it. If you try to get rid of pride, this is ego. I try to explain ego. No matter what, you don't do anything with it. It's anytime you try to do anything with it, this is uh, spiritual materialism. As my teacher, uh, the Mahasiddha, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, said, don't do anything with it. Just receive, 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 receive until whatever you're receiving just, it just becomes, you could even say, becomes more important. More important than anything to receive, not what you receive. Content is secondary, if not tertiary. Or what's the other one? Fourth year, fourth year, fifth year, sixth year, sixth year. That reminds me of the aviary. Oh. Help us turn that into a Buddha hall. Sorry. Yes. So if I'm not able to receive the mind and reaction production um, arose, so just receive the production? Yes. Yes, just be genuine. Whatever shows up, it's yours. Whatever shows up in your mind stream needs to be there. Not because of some kind of substitute blame that you can correct or stop or shut down on or shake your finger at, even though somebody, someone may have situationally uh, appeared to have caused that still, it goes way back. It's, it's beginningless. You can't find the first cause to anything. So we, what do we do? We settle or we substitute the blame because it's available. It's there. It's in a person. It's in a situation. It's in a, 
a group of people. It's in a, uh, a country. It's in, a pol- in politics. It's on and on and on. We will continually be materialistic and look for some kind of something to validate and judge or validate and uh, blame for how we feel. Find out there isn't anyone. There is no solid being. It's an astonishing realization. And this is available to you. I can't guarantee it. I'm just telling you, don't take my word for it, but you could look at what I'm endeavoring to point at over and over and over again for the last, about the last 15 years or so. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for the question. It's a good one. Good. Another question from Adriana. Adriana, better be good. Is there a difference between shutting up to receive and shutting up from fear? Oh, they're the same. That's ego language. Shutting up your, your ego is looking for some way that you can separate those. I'm saying just zip it. You need to talk. The zipper will come apart. You won't say what you need to say. Don't say anything unless you have to. Don't respond. Make no response. Just receive, just receive, just receive, just receive, just receive. Just receive. The minute you start to spout off, I don't care if it's on a text or with your voice or with email or with a loudspeaker uh, in uh, Grant Park in Chicago. You can try that if you want to. Some people spout off and are actually artists who spout off with paintings and music, and, and it's rarely is that really clear. Once in a while, most of the time, it's very self-centered. They just happen to be pretty good at putting things together and making them sound good, taste good, smell good, look good. Artists. They should keep doing that. I'm not, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but the way you're asking the question, the way you're commenting there is, is a divisive way. So you're saying, you're saying either or. Look at that either or. Those are not separate. If you don't follow or understand and you can come up with a question, please, that's what I'm here. I'll respond to it as best I can. And I won't have to think about it. In fact, you should ask me a question I can't answer. Kevin Bowing, <laughs> I'll take the bait. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, but I was thinking it might be Eric, but uh, Eric is he's slow on the draw because he's got a rusty holster. <laughs> um, speaking of artists, how do you stay in unborn mind and produce bowing? Well, just just see that you leave it. Just 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 witness that you leave it. Uh, Banke says, says, stay there. I, I say, I would say return to it rather than maintain it. But, you know, he's talking to another century, three centuries ago, different group of people, but he, he had quite a, quite a large, uh, following or audience, thousands of people, I guess, uh, were listening to his, uh, uh, Dharma lectures. That's how I understand it. We just renamed, uh, or Uno actually renamed our, our retreat hut, uh, what is it called? Shugyo An. Shugyo An, which means what? Practice Hermitage. Practice Hermitage. So she even made a sign. She's not even a sign painter. 
She made a sign. I think she gold leafed it. I don't know where she got the gold leaf from. But anyway, it's now out there stuck to the, the railing. Shoo you on. Kevin Bowing. Yes. So in the example of the zipper undoing itself. Yes. Is that production out of unborn mind? Yes. Bowing. Yeah, if if there's a if that one has been training their mind with the intention to see the truth, they're going to have to look at a whole lot of lies. And those are very magnetic to ego. Ego wants to buy into that lie and use that to set up some kind of a some kind of a I'm finally I'm right. And everyone else is wrong. We see Dharma teachers do this. I say we maybe you don't see that. Maybe I'm incorrect. But people who get so far in the path and, and, and they don't get the fundamental understanding because they're looking for something. And if they've been doing this for 30 years, then they're just going to settle for their relative understanding of it. Logic, reason, and there's all kinds. You can just start quoting the Abhidharma and you know, you'll look like an authority. You can spout off this and spout off that. You know, if you, if you can quote the, the third tenet. <laughs> Was there another? What? Yeah, it's two part, but it's simple. Can I ask the two parter? <laughs> Is that your question? <laughs> Is that the first part? Can I ask the two part? And it's a three part. Oh, now three it's part. a four part. <laughs> so I don't do numbers. Okay. Let's check with the accountant. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. Uh, where is the? Where do we find the unborn mind? Does it have any boundary? No boundary. You can't find it because you are that. Just, just it's just the outflows. Another another word that we use for something happens and we outflow. We we blame or we express or we get irritated and we express ourselves our irritation, our dissatisfaction, or our incredible logic over some particular thing that everyone else is missing out on. And we're starting to explain how that works and what way that goes. And, yeah. I lost you. Where where is the unborn mind found? Has no location. You, you are the, you are what you're looking for. You are the Buddha. Everyone here is is not separate from the awakened one. Not not the biological person that was born 2,500 years ago, but what that person saw, pointed at, and then died. His body went away. He didn't go anywhere. He's 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 here. He's in this room. Always. Both of my teachers, all of my teachers are in this room. No one has disappeared. Asanga is still here. Vasubandhu is still here. Not the personality of that necessarily. Although if that's necessary, then that shows up. Because no longer separate from anything. More? Can we, can we really know if we're leaving the unborn mind or not? Yes. You can watch yourself buy into something, just clamp down on some fear or some belief or some positionality or anything or some opinion. Or, and it's not that we can't, you can have a line of opinions and ideas and analysis of anything and be relatively completely correct. And you could put your logic, Buddhist logic up against Dan Lusthaus, who is a, a logician and a, and a writer or a, who's a Bill, um, those are friends that comes here, Waldron. Bill Waldron, a scholar who's written books on 
Yogacara and uh, and has come here and has taught here in the monastery. You could go take that and actually might even be able to upset their apple cart of whatever structure they're working with, if they have a structure. So you can always find relative proof. That's why they call it relative. Because of this caused that, caused that, caused that. So we're backing into dependent origination, Pratitya Samapada, with a particular particularity of this, but not that. But we need this, we don't need that. We're going and we're picking and choosing, picking and choosing. But if you don't do that, then there's just Buddha. There's just awake. Everything is, nothing is slept. Nothing has ever slept. But it, it, but it's covered up by our hopes and fears and opinions. And some people have so many layers on there that they're just, uh, some pretty well-known people have so many layers that they, they kind of get empowered. Their self-centeredness is so protected by opinions, beliefs, judgments, evaluations, and AK-47s. They really feel powerful, but it doesn't last. And it will, and it will be uh, not condemning them to anything. And maybe I don't understand this as possible, but it looks like the end of the road could be excru- excruciating for them when this starts to uncover just by what death, just just dying, or consciousness. That consciousness that has been rolled up into a tyrant or into a, a demon. Uh, there's, there's demons right now in the world have a demonic kind of force to them. But we can't help, we can't, they aren't ready to receive this, so they'll just have to do the best they can. But those people who are dealing with this on a level that's closer to what we're doing here, then, you know, then they might have, might listen to this and consider it. Via Valing, you said we can know we're leaving it when we go into that, Mm -hmm. um, what I heard is belief. Yeah. Um, and what, what is misunderstood is the thing, the idea you have to stop doing that. And what you have to do, when I say have to, what you have to do is just see that you're doing it. Doing you believe, the content or the belief? Any of it. Any of it. You, any, anything you're grasping, or, or rejecting, shutting down, any positionality on anything of it, it will, if you do anything with that other than just look at it, then it, it fuels the self-centeredness, the ego, and you start to curl up into a ball of me, 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 and my stuff, my ideas, how I'm right, how I'm wrong. You can go around being full of shame, and that will perpetuate the ego. You're so important that you think you're wrong. You're so important that you think someone has done this and this because you caused it. That's odd kind of self-centeredness, but it's it runs a lot of ships, and it runs a lot of uh, people feeling they're like they're so mistaken. Well, Again, all you have to do is see it. Sounds simple. Takes a lifetime, if you can even accomplish it. And because it's not really an accomplishment, it might be the opposite of an accomplishment. There's no self in the sky. There's no solid being anywhere. It's an illusion. Yu Hong, you have a question? I can kind of see your hands there. Yu Hong Baoing, yes. I have a follow up question about Kevin's asking uh, the unborn mind and production. If the production is if I'm into the production, but I'm very aware of that. Is there a, a boundary or a line that I cross too far? Does awareness know? Bowie? 
Very good. The, where, the awareness will know. It just not, might not be on the time frame that the ego would like. The ego wants to, ego wants to be included in this realization too. So it, it's, it will take a while. You've been practicing at least under, under this uh, guidance of this person for a couple of years. Just keep going. Just keep going. As long as I'm here, I will support you and help you. And when I'm gone, the, this community will support you and help you. I just Sorry. got some agreement from younger people. Yeah, and also I thank you for being my teacher and what you have been taught me. Bye. Eric, you have any contribution today by way of a question or anything? Okay. Anyone else? No requirement. You don't have to say anything. Okay, we can close them. Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you.